0: So, you finish your pre-workout for the month and you need to go to the store and pick up a new container. And on your way out, you're thinking, you know, I liked that last one, but maybe I should change it up a little bit. And so you go to your local uh, health food store um, or supplement store and you pick up one pre-workout that in its ingredients list says it contains 50 milligrams of deer antler velvet and you think to yourself well that's interesting none of the others contain that but what actually does deer antler velvet do and so you go to google and you look up all over the internet and you find people claiming that deer antler velvet aids in athletic performance Helping high blood pressure, increasing sexual desire, aiding in the treatment of asthma, along with a variety of other conditions. And so you know what? You're sold. So you drop 50 bucks in this pre-workout, and when you're walking home, you're thinking, well, hold on a second here. What is the actual science behind this? Let's talk about that. Welcome Welcome. to the Science Behind That with Atticus Atticus Hamilton. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome on back to the Science Behind That podcast. I am your host, Atticus Hamilton, and as you heard in the intro, today, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to be talking about deer antler velvet. Um, Now, when I was doing research into this topic, I was surprised by how, at first glance, seemingly controversial This topic is, and then I find out that a a football player was in hot water by the NFL over using deer antler velvet because it's banned, or the NFL bans deer antler velvet because of a perceived um, uh, ergogenic advantage, and um, ergogenic advantage basically is like an advantage physiologically in performance for athletics, right? But before we get too far into this episode, ladies and gentlemen, I would like to invite all of you to go grab yourselves a nice steaming hot cup of coffee, add a little bit of maple sugar in it, or maple syrup in it. Maple sugar is actually a thing, and back when I used to eat sugar, it was actually pretty good. I got my coffee right here with me. Delicious. Um, All right, so... Now, to be 100% transparent with you, the idea for this episode came because of my pre-workout. Um, I've been using a pre-workout called Bucked Up for a while, and uh, I didn't know that their big claim to fame was really that they add deer antler velvet to their pre-workout, and um, I found that out the other day uh, when I went to like restock my pre-workout, and I was wondering... That, that really got me thinking about the claims made um, about uh, Deer Antler Velvet. And so the the claims that I stated in the beginning of the episode are all real things people say that Deer Antler Velvet does. And WebMD here, uh, I don't use it a lot, but it did do a nice compilation of all the claims that people believe that deer antler velvet can be used for treating high blood pressure enhancing athletic performance, increasing libido, um, treating asthma um, along with aiding in recovery time. I think that's what Bucked up argues it does is it aids uh, it shortens recovery time um, and so WebMD here finishes there's no good scientific evidence to support these claims. Now, the big thing here is, is that actually true? And that's what we're going to get into here. So before we can analyze that, I would like to first explain to you guys what deer antler velvet actually is. And and I know for my fellow hunters out there, this is going to be kind of, you know, uh, basic. This is going to be a review. Um, because if you do hunt, uh, specifically deer or caribou or elk, you'll have a good understanding of, um, deer antler velvet. So let's get right into it. The sad thing is if you go online and you type in like, what does deer antler velvet do? it's just a bunch of non-scientific people talking about what it does as a health supplement. And it's actually pretty hard to find out in the deer what the antler velvet does because it does serve a very important role. And so antler growing is regulated by a variety of hormones and those hormones are controlled by the photo period. Um, and that, that's the length of the day. So, um, as the the length of the day shortens or changes, that's going to stimulate the deer's antler growing cycle. And this is the same with moose and caribou um, and elk. And the primary hormones that are responsible for antler growth are testosterone and IGF. And IGF is insulin-like growth factor. And both these hormones are very important because... IGF stimulates the growth of the bone, so antler is made primarily out of hydroxyapatite. At least when the antler is shed, it's going to primarily be um, hydroxyapatite and calcium, and uh, hydroxyapatite is a primary component of bone. Um, and in fact, antlers are actually one of the fastest growing tissues in the animal kingdom, which is kind of awesome to me. I think, I don't know. I think that's cool. And so then testosterone's role is because the rise and fall of testosterone levels stimulates the hardening of the antler. So that stimulates the transformation of being primarily protein to being primarily hydroxyapatite. So um, what is the deer antler velvet? Well, basically, the velvet is a very thin layer of tissue that sort of covers the outer surface of the antler. And underneath that tissue, it's highly saturated with blood vessels. We have capillaries, we have arteries, and we have veins there. And um, the cells compo- composing those uh, that tissue, they're sort of similar to amelioblasts in teeth, in the development of teeth, where they aid in the development of the bone um, kind of the same way the periosteum in human bones is a thin membrane that covers all of our bones that helps with bone growth and nutrient growth or a nutrient access. And it's the same sort of thing here. So during the beginning stage where the antlers are growing, the antlers are primarily around 80% protein and then 20% um, phosphorus and calcium. And then in the hardened stage when that velvet begins to fall off, it's basically flipped where the antlers are 60% phosphorus and calcium and then 40% protein. And it's actually pretty cool because in the growth stage, if you feel a white tail's antlers or any, any antlered animal's antlers with the velvet there, it's going to be warm uh, because there's blood flowing there for the antler growth. And so um, the antler grows um, from what are called pedicles on the animal's skull and they're basically like you could think of them as the launching off point for those antlers to start growing, Um, but that's a little more in detail than we need. Um, So long story short, that's what deer antler velvet is. That's the role it serves, and so the primary types of insulin-like growth factor that we see are going to be IGF 1 and 2, and this gets into the thought process of why you would consume deer antler velvet. So in human medicine, um, our bodies normally produce IGF-1 and 2. So we have human IGF-1 and 2. In fact, pretty much every animal has a type of IGF-1 or 2 because these uh, steroids, they stimulate the growth and development of bone, tendons, and muscle and along with that, in animals and humans, IGF-1 and 2 increases strength capacity. And um, that's just what it's, it's, it's for. Um, and so in human medicine, people with muscular wasting diseases will, could actually receive human IGF-1 injections to increase their muscle density and so the thought process behind deer antler velvet is well deer antler velvet theoretically would contain a deer igf1 and 2 and so maybe that would help with athletic performance and here ladies and gentlemen is where we get into the actual research so if you recall webmd and a whole host of other websites let's see who else says this WebMD, um, uh, let's see, Healthline, um, Versulis Arthritis, whatever that is, that's a weird website. And then, of course, the companies that make Deer Antler uh, Velvet, they all talk about the applications, but a lot of people say that there's no research to back up any of these claims. So let's find out. So, um, so I found a couple of papers here and I, and I did a lot of research onto this. And the unfortunate fact is there's not a lot of research into this, um, question. Overall, I found after going through several, uh, at least, at least a hundred different papers that mentioned deer antler velvet, I only found three that, um, were actual research studies that either looked at the composition of deer antler velvet in the nutrient market, um, i.e. like what is in a lot of these health supplements, or um, I, I found two papers that talked about the effects of deer antler velvet extract powder on a- aerobic power, um, erythropoiesis, which is red blood cell development, and muscular strength and endurance characteristics. Um and so before I get into this, I just want to say, ladies and gentlemen, all these places that are saying there's no data to back up any of these claims, there's only been three studies. So it definitely needs to be researched more, but the research that I've found is promising. And and the reason I bring this up is because this, I think, really highlights why it is so important, ladies and gentlemen, to make sure you do your research from trustworthy sources, you know, not WebMD, not Healthline, not, you know, Bob the Bench Presser's blog, you know, do your own research because you're going to see dichotomies and and, and we're going to get into that. So this paper titled The Effects of Deer Antler Velvet Extract or Powder Supplementation on aerobic power, erythropoiesis, and muscular strength and endurance. This was um, uh, published in the uh, Journal of Human Kinetics, and it was a clinical trial where um, 38 patients were tested, so a very small sample size, and um, they were supplemented, uh, they were given deer antler velvet as a, a powder or an extract and um, the the goal here was to see if there were red cell mass changes or VO2 max changes along with strength changes. And I'm not going to go through the whole um, journal here with you because, I mean, we're already at like 14 minutes, and I don't want this to be an hour-long episode. But um, so ultimately what this research determined was that there was, uh, deer antler velvet had no effect on red blood cell volume or VO2 max changes, um, but what it did find was that there was a significantly, or significant improvement in strength, um, and a great increase in isokinetic knee extensor strength in all of the test groups, so not the placebo, the test groups, um, And that I find interesting. So this study says, essentially, while there was no observed difference in VO2 max, there was an observed difference in um, strength and um, power, which is one of the claims that is made on deer antler velvet. Of course, the study finishes with, um, there's little research. And so uh, to ensure that this is not a type one error, more research needs to be done. And so I thought that was a very interesting paper. And then I found another paper by, uh, that was a collaborative between Benedictine University, East Tennessee State University, University of Florida, Florida State, University of Idaho, uh, the Cooper Institute, and then um, Imagine Nutrition and Meta-Response Sciences, um, and This paper was interesting because it essentially looked at the same thing. It was titled, The Effects of New Zealand Deer Antler Velvet Supplementation on Body Composition, Strength, and Maximal Aerobic and Anaerobic Performance. And um, what these researchers determined was incredibly interesting, I think essentially they found that, um, um, the deer antler velvet group showed significant improvements in, um, in strength capacity for bench press and squats. That was their, their two exercise routines that they, they looked at. They said the squat improved by 9.9% and, um, the bench press let's see the bench press improved by over five percent um additionally they also determined that one of the most interesting studies or findings of this study was the fact that there was also a significant improvement in the aerobic capacity in the deer antler velvet treatment group in liters times minimum so vo2 max VO2 max increased significantly by 9.8% from the pre-to-post-treatment period. So, this is very interesting to me, um, because they go on to say that after observing an increase in strength and an increase in VO2 max, they did not observe any negative alterations in blood chemistry, and they they did observe an a significant reduction in LDL cholesterol by n- minus 12.2%, which improved the LDL to HDL ratio by 8.4%. And so this is interesting as well. As as many of us know, LDL is bad cholesterol. So overall the findings of this study were that deer antler velvet improved strength um, and strength to body ratio in both bench press and squat. And it, redu- it lowered LDL cholesterol levels and it raised the VO2 max from the pre- to post-treatment period. Now, what's interesting here to me is that even though the other study that we talked about said that there was no increase in VO2 max, both seem to concur that there was an observed increase in strength and performance. And I have one more paper which talks about the composition of uh, deer antler velvet from four different companies, which potentially might explain the results we see here. But again, ladies and gentlemen, these are only two studies. And so there definitely needs to be more research into this. And in fact, ladies and gentlemen, I encourage you guys, do your own research on um, Google Scholar, PubMed, um, NCBI. And if you find any interesting papers about this topic, or if you find any interesting papers in general that you want me to do an episode on, you can send them to me and send me an email at thesciencebt at gmail.com. I'd love to see what you guys find. So the last paper I looked at talked about the actual composition of deer antler velvet, and this was fascinating to me. Um, but first, I have to take a sip of my coffee. Okay, so this research paper uh, was seeking to understand the composition of deer antler velvet i.e they wanted to detect human insulin-like growth factor one in deer antler velvet supplements and this was published in the sports medicine research and testing laboratory um, in the journal of rapid communications and mass spectrometry salt lake city utah all right anyway So, what did they find? Very interesting. So, they had deer antler velvet in powdered form and tincture form from four different companies. And out of those four different companies, one of the powders that they tested actually had deer antler IGF-1. IGF A low level of deer antler IGF-1 was detected in supplement B um and it was at a level that is acceptable um to say that that was the active agre- ingredient but that was the only one out of deer out of samples from four different companies that was the only one that they actually found deer antler velvet or yeah deer igf1 in but it doesn't stop there in every single one of the samples they had they detected a significantly high level of human IGF-1. So if you recall, at, towards the beginning of this episode, we mentioned how human IGF-1 is a steroid that is uh, sometimes used by injection in um, human patients, specifically those with muscular dystrophy. It is, of course, illegal, because all steroids for bodybuilding are illegal these days, in the United States anyway. I, I know a lot of my viewers live in um, Australia and um, Europe, so I don't know if it's illegal there. But here in the U.S., it is definitely illegal. And every single one of these samples had human IGF-1. Now... It should be noted that they say here, it should be noted that there is a potential that these samples that came back as positive for human IGF-1 could have been from pig, cow, and dog because there is cross reactivity there. But with the procedure that they did, they don't think that that's as big of a likelihood um, as it is of being a human IGF-1 that's being added to these supplements. Um, so the question here then is assuming that this is accurate and assuming that the two other research papers we looked at are accurate, could you say that deer antler velvet increases strength and, uh, power potentially, potentially. And why would that be? Well, because they may contain human IGF-1 at least the samples that were tested by this research group um, did contain human and one contained deer IGF-1 as well. And we know that IGF-1 has a massive effect on strength and power. And to me as a scientist, it's, it's curious that the two other papers we looked at, while they did disagree on the VO2 max, both concurred that there was an observed increase in strength and power in the test groups. Um, And so, that could theoretically be because those powders contained human IGF-1, or deer IGF-1. So, ultimately then, the moral of the story is, are these um, websites that are saying there's no information to back up any of these claims accurate, are they being um, truthful? Is that correct? And the answer is not really. Instead of saying there's no information to back up these claims, it's more of there is some literature to um, back up the claims of increased strength capacity and increased VO2 max, but more research does need to be done. So, would I say that deer antler velvet is completely useless? No. And I don't think the research that has been done um, is leading us to that conclusion either. Um, It would appear as though the research that's being done has led us to the conclusion that it definitely looks like it increases strength and power, and it may increase VO2 max and reduce... Bad cholesterol levels, but as with many things in science, more research needs to be done to find out if these claims by these papers are actually accurate. And unfortunately, there is not a lot of um of of active research going into this. Um, and I think that potentially that could be because. A lot of people have made their minds up um so you know i'm not i'm not flaming any companies here uh that have deer antler velvet products it looks like there there may be an application for it um use your best judgment the other thing i will say is that human igf1 is not without side effects you know um so while i can't say all deer antler Supplements have IGF 1, at least the ones from the four companies this paper tested that unfortunately they didn't name do. And, uh, you know, it it definitely looks like an exciting area of research. Use caution, um, with any sort of health food supplement, ladies and gentlemen. I can't stress that enough. And probably most importantly, remember, use caution with any information you hear on the internet, and remember, stand up and question everything, and I will see you guys all on Friday. Thank you very much.